Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Live from Decatur. (laughs) (laughs) This is JJ Crable, and that was our guest this week, (laughs) Jessica Young. Jessica, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, Shall I? All right. Well, I am a human person, live. Um, I'm an actress and an improviser. I've been in Atlanta for about four years. Um, and I didn't believe in ghosts until this uh, encounter happened to me. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear it. As a lot of our long-term listeners know, I'm a little on the skeptical side when it comes to ghosts. I understand. I was there myself. Yeah. When you were a ghost skeptic, did like part of you want to believe that ghosts were real? Because oh. that's how I feel. Oh, I wanted to believe it so badly. I wanted to believe it so badly. But that people would have had these experiences that like had obviously shook them to the core. And I was like, well, I've never had that. Yeah. So it can't be, right? I want experiences that I can just tell people about in casual conversation. I want to keep my core <laughs> yeah. uh, intact. Uh, ghost, if you're out there, if you can just mm-hmm. send me the friendly ghost. You want the oh. level of haunting that's like good for a story at a party. But yeah, not like sure. kind of makes boring TV, but yeah. right. something. And then I the can... cup moved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I shared that story on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Jessica, why don't you uh, go ahead and set up your uh, your encounter? What, Great. What was going on? What's going on? Okay, so a uh, little backstory here. Here's the backstory. So uh, I lived in Washington State for a long time. And there's a series of theaters across the United States that were built in the early 1900s to be theater theaters, right? Then they were converted uh, into film theaters, and then they were converted back to regular theaters. So I happened to work at one of these old, old theaters. So I'd been there for a long time. We had actually had some ghost hunters come in a month before this happened, and they looked exactly like I thought they would. There was this one guy that looked super disheveled and like he never slept. They came in with like six briefcases, and then his sister was with him who had long braids, giant Coke bottle glasses and took copious notes. And they had like things that took readings everywhere. Everybody was into it. And when they left, they confirmed that the theater had three ghosts. Now this also confirmed the story uh, of what the theater already thought it had. So at the time I was like, sure. Did the ghost hunters 
did they know what like the people at the theater thought was going on? See, they said they didn't, but there's enough like uh, newspaper clippings and interviews or stories about that. I think they did their research. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know if you would have been as on the ball. I feel like I was still skeptical. Right. Yeah. Do you know if this was their main source of income? Uh, I asked and was told they were not allowed to disclose that information. <laughs> that sounds like a yes. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're in high school and somebody's like, are you a virgin? And you're like, you're I like, don't, I don't uh, whatever. Why are, we, why are we talking about you? <laughs> so, right. So I was in your camp, JJ, right? Uh-huh. I was like, okay, sure. So they spend the night and then do this thing. Well, later that summer, it was probably a month or two later. Um, I'm leaving with a girlfriend and we have to lock up. And the way you lock up through this theater is, oh, can I sketch it on the pad? Our viewers can't see it, but you'll see it and it'll make more sense to you and help you not be a skeptic. Okay. okay? So this is totally not in any way to scale. Okay. We're going to start <laughs> so there. Listeners, please be aware. This yes. drawing that you're about to listen to is <laughs> not, not an accurate representation of the proportions of the theater. If at any time it sounds to scale, it is not. Okay. <laughs> so uh, here are the regular offices. There are a bunch of like cubicles and stuff here. So this is where you'd walk in to buy tickets. Okay. okay? We're seeing some office cubicles in the corner of the theater. Great, great. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then there's a little center place where from the outside you'd walk into like the main area this is where you get to see sloping ceilings and decide what theater you want to go into right so you can get in through here there's a small black box here with backstage area and then the giant large theater is here obviously not to scale (laughs) (laughs) and then up here there's a staircase and uh three tiers of rooms okay Mm -hmm. cool so i work in here so that, room, that's the office cubicle for yes. our listeners. Uh, you can't hear me pointing uh, to the office cubicle. <laughs> so the deal was, when I left for the evening, you had to lock up in here motion sensors. You had to get out. The motion sensor showed no one was there. Then you were able to arm that section of the building. Okay. So we arm here. You had to go upstairs, arm here, come back down, arm the main space, come over, arm here, and then leave. Now arm... What what do you mean? Like set the alarm? Set the alarm. There's okay. a giant arm she pulled down. Then you had to I'm pull like... a lever down. You're like this arm right here with these fingies. Little fingies. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were talking about like booby traps or... No, that's when you open the building. You have to avoid the booby traps. Gotcha. It's a very historic thing. Okay. So you have to arm it section by section because they were so old they had added the alarms one at a time. Now I think they've updated, but who knows, right? So, we start with the theater has three ghosts. Okay, three separate ghosts. These are the ones. And this that were is confirmed. like long. This is like legend before the ghost hunters came in and confirmed well, it. Yes, you one of these is from the first live theater. One of them is from when it was a movie theater, and one of it people aren't sure. Okay. Okay. So the oldest is a panther from the 1920s. An actual panther. Yes, yes, kitty, kitty got stuck in a cage and burned to death. What production was this panther involved in? I don't know. It was a traveling show. It was probably a vaudeville something. Some live performance came through. And circus, you can... circus, I think. There is a play called The Visit that has a, a panther. <laughs> the Visit? It. It's called The Visit. It's a German surrealist uh, play, and I can't remember sure. the author. But our listeners can look it up and I'm confirm sure. that there is a panther in that play. I'm sure. We'll see if we can't get that uh, before the end of our talk here. Yeah. So 
Panther from the 1920s, burned in some live production, probably a Probably the visit. <laughs> probably the visit. The second ghost is a little boy that you only see up in the usher room. One of their ushers had had a child pass. And so the deal was these rooms just had mirrors everywhere so you could see yourself getting dressed. Every once in a while, people would say, you'd look up and there'd be a little boy in usher gear standing behind you. By the time you turn around, he's gone. So the, the theater used to employ child labor. Probably. And now one of those child laborers is a ghost. Yes. Okay. Probably still hunting for tips. It's a lot of overtime. <laughs> it's a lot of overtime. And that's why I think federal minimum wage should be at least $15 an hour. Because frankly, yeah. this kid needs some money. <laughs> He's yeah. like working really hard for not a lot. Is there inflation in the afterworld? That's a question I don't think I'm qualified to answer. Listeners, if you know if there's inflation in the afterworld, please email Real Hauntings Podcast. Well, I think the more important question is, what would you have to buy in the afterlife? Soul, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> buy your soul back. <laughs> you can save up enough of these pennies. I'm going to buy my soul back. <laughs> right. So those are two ghosts. Okay. The third one's name was Judy. Mm -hmm. You see her in white. You usually see her turning a corner before you get there. That's it. She's not harmful. She's not hurtful. The panther, you can hear padding on the main stage sometimes. You can literally hear what sounds like a large cat. The boy would be up in this room, and Judy you'd see around corners. So I thought this is a bunch of hogwash. Uh-huh. Boonswoggle. Yeah. Uh, moonshine. Because uh, every theater has a ghost story, sure. right? Right. I've never been to a theater that people have said is not haunted. And somehow they all start in like the 1920s. Everybody's like, oh man, yeah, this ghost from the 20s. And you're like, did everybody die and decide to come back then? And it was like that the era that they're like, ghosts are in. Right. We're going to do it. It's be chic. Becoming a ghost was really popular back then. Yeah. <laughs> then the depression, people didn't want to be ghosts anymore. Like, no, no, no. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants to stick around and watch the Great Depression. Right. That sounds terrible. No. It's probably really <laughs> depressing. Okay, so our scene is set. So one evening, I'm locking up with Vanessa. And we lock up, for our viewers, uh, through the office area. So we lock up here. Go upstairs. Lock up here. Come downstairs. Lock up here. Go into the black box. Lock up and go to arm outside. We're not allowed to leave the building because there's movement in the office. How silly, I say to myself. Like the motion sensor was actually picking up mm -hmm. physical movement. You cannot leave the building unless all the motion sensors detect nothing. And what it was telling us was that something or someone, it doesn't specify, right. was walking around in the office. So I thought to myself, now is this office what you, so you showed us on the, the map. Yeah, the our listeners were. can is see. Is this yes. office uh, one that was uh, frequented by ghosts? Not according that, to the legends. Not that I know of. According to legends, the main stage had a little kitty cat. Upstairs had this little boy. Uh -huh. And then you'd see Judy around corners. But there was no reason because the office was an add-on. It right. hadn't been at the theater for a long time. Okay. I would not think to find a ghost there. So I think to myself, well, this is silly, but now we have to go all the way back. We unlock everything. No one's there. Ah, motion sensor must have just been a slip up. Yes, I'm still a skeptic myself. 
So finally, we lock up again. We do the thing. We do the whole rigmarole. And we cannot leave the building, for now there is movement upstairs in the usher room. Which is where the little boy ghost <laughs> frequented, according to legends. Aha! So now I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? Somebody hiding out? Somebody getting in closets? Being a jerk? Huh? Is there a cat? What's going on? So we go to lock up again. And we cannot lock up. For now there's movement. You guessed it, listeners. In the main stage. Which is where the old lady ghost yeah, was. It's where the panther ghost was. Oh, the panther ghost. Judy's not old. How sorry. dare you? Oh, I'm so sorry. How I, dare you? I assumed. She's of average to middle age. We're not sure. She's dead. Judy, if you're listening to this... <laughs> The Real Hauntings yes. podcast would like to issue our deepest... We are sorry. Sincere apology. And to all of our listeners, let this be a learning moment that all of us, no matter how progressive we think we are, uh, could benefit by re-examining our stereotypes. Yeah. You even, can just assume ghosts are old. Even if you know the name of old German plays. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here I am, thinking, what's going on? And we try and arm it four more times. And each time we have to look around the entire theater. And each time it says there's movement in a different place, but there cannot be movement in a different place because we have locked up each section as we've gone. And so finally, JJ, I came to a moment that I was very ashamed of. One that I don't think you yet understand, but will. You shit your pants. I'd already done that. No. <laughs> I'd already no. I'd already done that. I shit my pants way earlier. We shit our pants way earlier. Cause like number five on the list is like, oh, maybe it's dust. Maybe it's a cat. Maybe there's a murderer that's hanging out to like shank us for the five dollars I have in my pocket, right? Right. Yeah. But it wasn't that. So I did something I didn't want to do, but I felt I had to. I looked my friend Vanessa in the eye, and I said, "Please don't judge me." And she said, no, I understand. Vanessa gets it. And I stood there and I said, Judy, I understand that you are lonely and I understand that you would like us to stay, but we have to leave. We will be back tomorrow. And at that moment, the green light went on and we were able to arm the building. And I haven't sprinted that quickly since. Interesting. Okay, so, all right, so you ran out of the building. Out of the building, and Vanessa and I looked at each other and said, I will see you tomorrow morning. I don't ever want to talk about this. I need to go home. So what happened when you went back in the next day? Did either of you talk about it or was it just... We talked about it. We told our supervisor immediately who chuckled in our faces and thought it was absolutely darling. We told our other supervisor who again chuckled in our face and thought it was absolutely darling. Were they chuckling because they they thought it was funny that you all believed you were visited by ghosts or were they chuckling no. because they were like, oh, ha, 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 you just met the, the ghost. That was exactly it. They were like, oh, Judy always messes with you at some point. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. We've had uh, other people come on the podcast and especially the ones that have had multiple ghost experiences. Something that they've said is you just have to talk to them. You just have to let them know you're not going to deal with this right now. They need to go away. You're not here for that. And don't be afraid. Yeah. So these these ghost hunters who came, Mm -hmm. um, did they find 
anything that surprised you? Was it like pretty consistent with the experience that you had had? Well, to be honest, I feel bad. I didn't pay much attention to the report. Was this before? Because I thought it was hooey. They came oh, in before. This was before you uh, had that experience. I thought they were full of hooey. I was like, yeah, right. They spent a night. They thought everything was so creepy. They invited a bunch of the people that worked in the ticketing office to spend the night with them. And some of the girls did. They thought it was so cool. They were all going to lock themselves in and do the little, no, no. And they I was had like, like a church lock in for yes, the ghosts. Yes, for the ghosts. Yes. And then at one point they separated to all take measurements. And I guess they stayed up all night. I just love the idea of one of the girls calling their mom and being like, I, I met the love of my life. <laughs> He's a ghost hunter. You don't even know. It sounds like being a ghost hunter is basically just having like, like sleepover parties for adults. Kind yeah. of. And a lot of sound equipment. A lot of sound equipment. Yeah. A lot of readings, a lot of samples. Yeah. So was this your only encounter with the ghosts in this theater or? After this, after this, I, there were several times locking up that I definitely saw Judy. Like saw I, her. Like I would see, it, it looked like somebody in a white trench coat, a shit you not. Like it looked like somebody had a shitty 90s white trench coat and they were just turning a corner. Was she translucent or full? Looked like a person. Like what? it looked like somebody had, it looked like a woman in white heels and a coat always just barely turning the corner. A young woman. <laughs> Or certainly not an old woman. There we go. There we go. But apparently she's really nice. She just doesn't... The ghost hunters did say uh, the little boy just needs to not be startled. So he was like, if you see the little boy, don't freak out. Don't ask him where he is. Just go ahead and ignore him and he'll go away. I've never seen him. I hope I don't. So treat them like... All children. Yeah, just treat them like it's like, great, okay, fine, thank you. Because he, they thought, that I do remember this, they thought Judy was stuck in a loop. They were like, we don't think something bad happened to her. She's never done anything aggressive, angry, nothing's ever like fallen off the shelves. Nobody's ever gotten locked in. It's just stuff like mine where it just seems like she's lonely. Is Judy always turning the same corner? No, you'll just see her far off. For me, it was, I saw her once around the corner upstairs, once downstairs, and once going into the black box. But every time you saw her, she was turning a corner. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So it's like, she doesn't want to say, hey, she just, I don't know, wants you to know she's there. You don't think it could have just been sort of like, I mean, I, I think sometimes our eyes see things that then like our brains just kind of inter, like, uh, superpose like a familiar shape on it. Oh, you sure. I don't, don't think it was anything like that. I mean, previous to this experience, I would have thought absolutely that. Uh huh. But I, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. I talked to an empty room and then a motion detector worked. So, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. How did know. you, moving on from that, how did you rationalize that with yourself? Uh, it took a couple nights. I was like, all right, I talked to open air and I talked to open air while Vanessa was standing next to me and both of us know this happened and we both saw what happened. And I was like, I can't rationalize it to myself. I don't know, it just happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I think it's just as likely that a ghost let me out as it is that the motion detector happened to work at that moment. You know what I mean? So where would you say, like, on a scale of one to, or zero to 10, zero is like, don't believe at all in ghosts. 10 is like fully 100% believe that ghosts are real and out there. Where would you say this experience 
has placed you? An eight. An eight. Oh. An okay, eight. So I think so. Convinced. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I've gone through a lot of rationales and like I can't really come up with a better one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do hope I get a like I don't want to say scarier because I don't want a scary experience. Ghosts, please. <laughs> don't do that. She's ready for a deep. No! Possession time! <laughs> no, but I do want something else. It's one of those things like aliens or, you know, or other dimensions or whatever that it's like the universe is too big and it's uh, there's got to be something. It, uh, maybe ghosts are just out of phase with us. Who knows? Yeah. But I would love to have another kind of experience like that. Yeah, I would yeah. love to have the assurance that even if you're stuck in a loop, there's something after we die. Yes. Something. That would be lovely. You know? That would be lovely. I don't think that would. I think <laughs> I would much rather... You like that? I would much rather have my consciousness just cease to Turned exist off. than to be in the same loop for the rest of time. That sounds... I got too much shit to do. Horrible to I, me. I need that afterlife to... I life. need that afterlife to, like, chill out. I don't get yeah. to chill out here. I need to chill out there. Mm. Oh, but I just think there are too many options. Like if one building can have three ghosts, how many ghosts are out there that we don't know about? Well, every theater for sure in America. For sure. Why do you think that is that so many theaters will, like if you talk to anyone who like works in that theater, they will tell you with, it seems like 100% certainty that there is a ghost oh, yeah. in that theater. It's all, the, thing. it's all the drama, JJ. Yeah. yeah. Literally, though, I think it is that. Like, I don't know if yeah. you guys know this, but theaters tend to be emotionally charged spaces. What? You don't say. I don't know if you, I don't know if you run into that at all, but they tend to be emotionally charged spaces where people don't necessarily make the best decisions, but it's all just, ah, oh, things are happening. People have feelings and we're all just trying to make art, but figure out who we are at the same time. It's great. We all think very level-headedly. Yeah. Well, they say that ghosts stick around because there's such a uh, huge imprint, emotional imprint. Something big enough happened that either a loop is created or they're stuck for whatever reason, right? So I think theaters just happen to be places where emotions are off the rails. So the emotions... Are a network. Created from... Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, acting is emotional work. You're always being asked by your directors to tap into real emotion. Be better. Suck less. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. worried that no. I'm going to end up stuck in a Home Depot bathroom. Oh, no. I'm worried no. I'm going to be <laughs> stuck in the living room in which we are recording. This <laughs> it is currently right now. How do you know, how do you know this isn't your loop? I, yeah, this, this might be my loop right now. <laughs> Listeners, if, if you've listened to me record this episode an infinite number of times, please email realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com to let me know that I'm dead and in a loop. Because I would like to know that. For sure. Maybe, For sure. Or maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> Actually, don't email Real Hauntings Podcast. Keep that <laughs> shit to yourself. <laughs> well, and then, I don't know. I also think I'm an eight because I don't want to be the person that doesn't take it seriously and dies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's always that person at the beginning of the horror movie that they're like, oh, this is done. And then their head gets cut off. I don't right. want to be that person. I don't want to hedge your bets. And... Yeah. Hello, ghosts. You might not be real, but if you are. It's kind of like when you're not that religious anymore, but you're still like... Yeah, God, it's cool. I, I know you're there. Right. What's up, bro? Just in case. <laughs> just, 
case, I need you when I die. Just in case. <laughs> don't want to go to the other place. Yeah, it's not think. that I don't like you. I'm just not sure if you're there. Even though I'm probably headed to the other place. <laughs> yeah, because I do a lot of emotionally charged theater. <laughs> was that, that encounter at the theater, was that your only experience with the paranormal? Or has a lot of people we've talked to, like, I've say that they're that some people are just like really sensitive to it so they might have like a whole lot more experiences i believe that i don't yeah. think i'm sensitive to it but i do have one other experience okay um that i still haven't been able to rationalize to myself but i can't fully bring myself to be like that was a ghost right so uh it would have been summer when i was in high school i think maybe a sophomore or a junior uh we were doing the pirates of penzance uh-huh uh a uh, delightful show. No mm. panthers in it, though. No panthers. Uh, a lot of corsets, too many pirates, um, and a lot of leaping. Uh, it's a great show. And so the music was stuck in all of our heads because my two sisters were in it, too. And so we were all, all had modern major generals stuck in our head. So my house is in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, I will draw another diagram. <laughs> Can you draw this one to scale? Though? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fantastic. So I grew up uh, in the Columbia River Gorge in Washington State, which is super rural. Okay, super rural. So house is in the middle of the woods. It's like a, at least a five-minute walk to get to the neighbors, more like a five-minute jog. Okay. So we've got gravel pathway. The house is a square. Okay, we are looking at a square with a squiggly gravel pathway leading to it for yes, our listeners. Yes. All right, so we have a deck that goes around here. Okay, we've got an L-shaped deck mm -hmm. around the um, southeast corner of the house. Mm -hmm. That's actually incredibly accurate. Nicely done. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize yeah. you were actually drawing it no, it was... oriented north. Neither south, did I. I thought you guessed. Me. No, I just was looking at how it was oriented You're on amazing. the page. Or I was guided by a spirit. Ah, uh, I to think know that is more the, the case. Like. So fun fact, this porch has no fans on it, for it is the northwest and it is too windy to have porch fans. Okay. Uh, for our listeners. Um, so when you walk into the house, fun fact, there are doors everywhere. There are doors going out to the front, doors from the side, there's a door over here, door over here front door all right we see doors all around the and house. they all have glass okay you can all see through them the middle of the doors are all glass beautiful if you live in the woods terrible in the zombie apocalypse i was right. actually very upset at my father because when the zombie apocalypse hit our house is useless yeah. useless home. but you'll have a good view yeah you have a good view as you die as <laughs> me running into the woods okay and then there's a second story but you but same thing giant windows out every side okay so middle of the woods, I'm there late at night. Uh, my two sisters and my parents um, were at a board meeting that my mom was at and they were going to show support. She worked for the school system. So I'm there by myself. I'm reading as I was wont to do, still am. And all of a sudden I hear from outside, la 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 and it was someone singing Modern Major General, but clearly a young girl, okay? Now the acres that are to the south, their girls are not here. Their girls are at summer camp right now. The Lynch's girl is in South Africa working for the Peace Corps because she's baller. And there's nobody else around. Yeah. There's nobody else around. It takes you 15 minutes to get to the highway, okay? 
So I'm like, what the heck? So I run upstairs and it sounds coming around the house and I can't see anybody. And there's lawn out here. And so I'm like, what's going on? And then from behind me over here, suddenly I, la, 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 and it sounds like somebody's skipping and singing the songs. So I run over to that side of the house. I can't see anything. And it just continues. Continues. And then I hear gravel. Like you hear someone walking like on I the gravel? Like I hear somebody walking over gravel. And I shit you not, listeners. I'm standing at the front door looking at the driveway. Can't see anything. Like there are lights on. There are motion detectors that are not being set off. I'm hearing gravel, but I'm not seeing anybody. Starts to go around the side of the house again. Starts singing another song. At that point, I was like, nope, 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 nope. And so I ran all the way upstairs into our family room. Fun fact, the house also doesn't have any doors that shut and lock. They're all sliding doors that lock. Mm-hmm. Useless in a zombie apocalypse. You cannot brace them. You cannot even fully lock them. They're easily pickable. I love you, Dad, but good Lord. So here I am, up in the corner of the house, hiding from a ghost, entirely in an undefended position, in the middle of high school, not knowing when my parents are getting home, because cell phones weren't a thing yet. I know, cell phones weren't a thing yet. So I'm up here, I've locked the doors, locked the doors, kind of, and I've turned on all the lights in the house. Uh-huh. And I continue to hear someone go around the house singing until it fades. I sat there and I looked at the clock. I sat for a while because I was like, what if they come back? And then about five minutes later, my parents and my sisters came up the driveway. Wow. Did you tell your uh, family? What Immediately. And what... Nobody believed me. Yeah. <laughs> but I still, to this day, I don't know. I don't know what it was because there weren't any kids in the area at uh-huh. all. We're too far out. Nobody would wander by. It's not somewhere that you can even wander to. It's like 27 miles out of town. The family wasn't there. There's no way they could have gotten home and like Kelly had been sneaking around without like me knowing. Because yeah. it's a giant gravel driveway. You can't sneak. And how old did you say you were? Middle of high school. So it was probably sophomore, summer year. I don't know what that was, but it couldn't have been a person. Can you still hear the entity singing the song in your head if you think about it have you ever seen the movie nausicaa of the valley of the wind jj probably has. no i have you have well, not is it by a german surrealist no it's a miyazaki oh. film and i'm disappointed <laughs> in everyone at this table right now there's a song this little girl sings in this movie where she's like and it's like that breathy and that creepy and it never leaves your head neither does the imagery Really, Nelska of the Valley of the Wind? Not, listeners, if you have seen this movie and you're mad at me for not seeing it, it's one of the only. Email. It's one of the only English dubbed <laughs> versions that's good. It's got Uma Thurman in it. It's got Patrick Stewart. Oh. Well, Shia LaBeouf. It's got Shia LaBeouf Shia in LaBeouf it. LaBeouf is in yeah, it. Yeah, it's also got actually Anna Paquin's the main voice too. Wait, I totally this forgot movie about come that. Out? I don't know, man. I don't know everything. 1920s probably. 1920s. <laughs> no, but seriously, they tried to make an American version, and it was so bad it tanked. And so then they just dubbed it, and it was one of the first Miyazaki films to come over, but it wasn't popular yet, so nobody really saw it. But it's one of my favorites. It's got one of the best princesses. Okay. Yeah. I I will take your word for that. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, there's a really creepy song that a kid sings in that that gets stuck in your head. Same thing with Pirates of Penzance stuff. Like, I can't, 
I no longer hear the correct versions. I hear creepy kid versions. One song was from like a very influential movie to mm -hmm. one song was from a musical that you were currently in. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's possible that, you know, I there's all sorts of noises that register below human hearing, but still like affect the, the vibrations in our ear canals. And sure. some people say that that's where we like hear things that maybe like we don't see as being there. Is that, do you think it's a possibility that there was some inaudible sound and then your brain is just interpreting that sound to sound like songs that you're familiar with? Ah, yes, I see what you're asking. Uh, we know that moment where like you think you hear somebody, like you actually think you hear somebody say your name. Mm -hmm. and, they, like, oh, yeah. and they like definitely didn't, but like you think that happens. That was what I first thought when I was inside. Cause I was like, there's no way. Cause like literally growing up here, you never accidentally heard noises. Nobody accidentally visits your home. Nobody accidentally wanders up to it. Like the sound of another human being who's not supposed to be there sticks out real hard. So my first thought was it had to be that. There's no way there's somebody outside singing Pirates of Penzance. And then it continued to be the song. And I thought, well, it has to be one of my sisters because who else would be out here? And I followed it for too long. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a ghoul. I don't know if it was an escaped convict that was like, this will be funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It is a funny escaped convict. Right, they're like, oh, I came across the house. Now it's time to try out my pipes. <laughs> After I dug that tunnel, huh? yeah. they're going to get it now. So I don't know. I think it's possible, but also it's a very complex song. Yeah. For me to imagine. It is a very complex song, for sure. Pirates of Penzance. But also, we didn't have any else, like, uh, any other paranormal thing happened around that house. Because it was a yeah. new house. It was built, like, my parents built it for us to move into. So it's not like the ground had some crazy, a little girl lived here beforehand thing. Yeah. And I never had something ghosty happen since. Hmm. There wasn't, like, a girl in the woods situation? No. No, we had a couple times in the woods where we got scared because there was a cougar. Um, like an old attractive lady or the... That would have been much better. No, the animal. <laughs> like, madam, what are you doing out here? Judy, Judy came and visited you. Yeah, Judy, it's you. Why? <laughs> That's where Judy come from, my woods. Uh, and circling back, what was the name of the theater that you worked at? Oh, the Mount Baker Theater in Bellingham. Washington. And how old were you when you worked there? Um, <laughs> quite the clear throat. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, how old was I? I th I could be horribly wrong about this. I think it was. You're not that old now. Shut up. Not <laughs> <laughs> the point. Uh, you know when you realize you can't remember what year it was though. I think it was 2011 to 2013. So how long? Uh, Mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. So old enough that it was not like, not like college kids working somewhere getting scared. Old enough to know better right. than to spend the night with a paranormal. Uh, yeah, old enough that I was like, that sounds cute for you guys. I'm all home and smoke like a bowl of weed and not do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like definitely old enough to deal with it like an adult. I was like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And that just doesn't, I don't like scary stuff. 
I don't like mm-hmm. horror movies. I don't, that's not my bag. Yeah. So, especially for something like that to, like, when Ghost Hunters showed up, I was like, no. No, that sounds like a really dumb idea. Yeah. Because they're either going to be terrible or they're going to scare you on purpose for footage or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, when Devin came on our podcast, I think it was episode four. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, three, episode four. It was a two-parter, maybe four and five. Um, he started out by saying, well, I know I'm not supposed to tell this story because the demon could attach itself to somebody else. And I was like, oh, lovely. Oh, well, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> So far, no demons that I know of. Yes. Listeners, if you have been attached by a demon Mm. as a result of Mm. this podcast, please email realhauntingspodcast Mm -hmm. at gmail.com. I feel like only a demon would stutter in such a way. That that might have been a demonic possession. I'm going to monitor my speech and see if it comes back. And if it does, we might have... Next week's episode be about JJ and the, the demon. <laughs> interview with the demon. Finally get your experience. <laughs> there we go. It's really what all of this has been leading up to. <laughs> you walk in, your hair's dyed blue the for no reason. <laughs> what do you mean it's dyed blue? It's always been like this. Yeah. Why are your eyes purple? <laughs> and right. I don't know, man. I feel your skepticism. I feel you. Yeah, it's well, tough stuff out there. Yeah. So what do, what do you think now? Are you are you convinced that Jessica experienced a real a real ghost encounter? Um well, Jessica's a very convincing person by nature. Um mm. so my diagrams were very impressive. Especially the second one that was to scale. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I have the tendency to view at least the episodes we've had so far. I always believe that the person believes that their I, I think it is their truth their real mm. experience of course i'm not there to share that with them but i mean i've had a couple experiences with something i mean i touched a ghost i think it was a ghost i you know i i i, I don't have like video episode one yeah I, I don't have like video proof or anything but i mean i was a kid and i don't know how to rationalize that um but it happened. But you made contact. I've yeah. never made contact. Hand went right, we were playing hide and go seek and my hand went right through it and it turned and looked at me like a Jawa and it had two little glowing eyes. No! And then it, ran, it like ran out of the room. No. We all screamed. It was like five people that saw it. No way. Yeah. Oh, collectively, you yeah. couldn't make that. Well, you know. And I know at least what? one of the other people I'm still friends with and we talk about it like every year. Every like, once in a while you're like, mm-hmm. so. Now, you remember that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Crazy. Oh my gosh. So I tend to lean towards something's going on. Mm-hmm. There's something out there. I also want to believe it kind of like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I've had an experience, I, I tend to go that direction. I love creepy ass shit and old buildings. That's that's like one of my favorites. So it's really fun to think that there's a panther panthering around uh, and Judy, who is not old, uh, very age appropriate <laughs> ghost. Uh, the little boy makes me sad because I feel like he didn't get to live a life. You know, he's just know. stuck ushering around. Uh, and the worst part is the ushers are all old volunteers. So it's all like older people mm. from around town that like love volunteering at these theaters. So it's all these like grandparents. I thought that was going to go really dark boy. really fast. But yeah. <laughs> it went happy. So yeah, I have a tendency to believe, you know. Yeah. We'll never know till we die, but sure. And even then we might not because what happens if everything works out and you don't yeah. have a reason to stick around? You might not know. Yeah. I, or I, your conscious just stops existing. God, that's 
what keeps me awake at night. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the thoughts that it all just... Just like Turns trying to off. go to sleep at night. I'm like, wait, how do I just go to sleep yeah. and then wake up tomorrow? Do I think like, about going to sleep? Yeah. How does this... That's great, guys. Life is fun. <laughs> well, I am still in the skeptic camp i think mm. i you know not mm. to not to undermine your story or anything mm-hmm. i but i think that our brains are really weird complicated machines that like sometimes they receive data that they don't know what to do with that data and so you know imposing an image or a, a sound that is familiar i think is is something that is kind of that happens um, the motion sensor thing throws me off a little bit, but I, I don't know, like, are, you know, are motion sensors prone to, to malfunction? Maybe you had like a squatter living in the theater. I don't that, Although the way that they're moving around. I don't know. What's scarier, a squatter or a ghost? Well, to us, it would, to us, it was a squatter. Yeah. Because it was like a ghost. I can't do anything. Right. If a ghost is, here's here's the real truth, folks. If a ghost is going to murder me, it's going to do it. There's nothing I can do about For it. For sure. Right. So no need to be scared. Right. There's a squatter in there. I don't know what your deal is. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to like try and bite my face off or like if you're just trying to sleep somewhere for the night. I don't know. What if it's three raccoons in a trench coat? That'd be tough stuff. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love want animals with hands. And that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need an afterlife. If I can <laughs> have three raccoons in a trench coat in this world. Then life is That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won. Yeah. So I'm, I'm skeptical, but I also, I can't say if I was in that position that indirectly experienced it for myself, I can't say whether I would still be skeptical or maybe I would mm. be an eight or a nine or a 10 after, after having experienced that firsthand. Oh, JJ, you're a 10. <laughs> Thank you. You can't see it viewers, but he is a 10. He is to say. <laughs> and he blushed a little when I said Aww. that. Uh, embarrassment. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Jess. Uh, thank you for giving me a space to share my experiences. Yeah. Well, it's really anytime, any, anytime a ghost comes back and haunts you or uh, you have some sort of supernatural encounter, please come back on. So sure. it's, it's like anytime, but with strings attached. Well, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I sure, mean, sure. we don't want sure. you to just like We want come you to back come in, and... but only if you're useful for the narrative thing that we're building here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. And this has been another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Ooh. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.